You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? It's November 4th. We're closing out on Thanksgiving. That's only a few weeks away. Very excited about that. And every early November area, you know, weeks 8, 9, 10, I really start focusing on the playoffs on this page, on this podcast. This episode of the podcast is called The Playoff Saviors. And this has become a little bit of a tradition. Uh, I think this is the third year that we've done the Playoff Savior podcast. I always do it a little after the halfway point. Uh, This seemed like a good time to do it. Just with a lot of people DMing me on Instagram and and, and on TikTok saying, hey, I'm in a good position. My team is good. But who are some players that I should look to trade for or pick up before the deadlines who will help me out in the playoffs? So those are the players we're going to be going over. I've got nine of them that I've selected. Now, first and foremost, I want to discuss what it means to be a playoff savior. Is Devontae Adams a playoff savior? No. Is Tyreek Hill a playoff savior? No. Because those players have been performing very well all season long. And picking them up for the playoffs isn't something that will happen anywhere. They were staples of teams. They were drafted to be staples of fantasy teams way, way back in August. And they've been those staples all season. So yes, if you trade and get Adams, your chances of winning will go up. But they're not playoff saviors. They're not players who break out in the last few weeks and we look back on, oh my gosh, no one drafted him, but he's the one who won it for everyone. Those are the playoff saviors. Uh, A few years back, it was Ryan Tannehill. A few years back, it was Lamar Jackson. Last year, one of them was uh, Jonathan Taylor. That was one of the projections uh, I had. Jonathan Taylor, he was a playoff savior. And David Montgomery was a playoff savior as well. So that is the type of player. Start off slow. Maybe they dealt with some injuries. Maybe there was a trade. They have to be players that are easy to acquire in fantasy leagues. They have to be players that are maybe underperforming. They have to be good players. That is a criteria to get on the list because we're talking playoffs, high stakes. A lot of leagues, there's a lot of money or a lot of pride on the line. So I'm not going to give you a crappy player just because there's a favorable matchup or because I have a gut feeling. I'm going to give you players that I've seen play. I genuinely believe are talented and, and better than average players. And then a lot of times, what really elevates a player into the playoff savior category is their schedule. I usually look through an uh, adjusted schedule uh, strength for every position and find teams and players that have very easy rest of season schedules and players who will benefit. So the first playoff savior, we're kicking this off. He was my original playoff savior way back when. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has not been exceptional in terms of fantasy football. He's not a quarterback one in most leagues. 
He's right on the brink. And he hasn't been very reliable. I mean, weeks one, he put up 12 points, 13. Things heated up for a while, 21, 18. Then things went bad again with, you know, 13 points against Jacksonville, 12 against Buffalo. But the past two weeks, he's put up 19 and 21 points. Ryan Tannehill is going to be passing more than he has his whole career. They lost Derrick Henry for the rest of the fantasy football season, and this will force this offense to shift into a much more pass-heavy offense. Now, this isn't necessarily a good thing for the Titans, but it's a good thing for Ryan Tannehill's fantasy production. He'll be throwing more touchdowns. He'll be running in more touchdowns on the goal line. I mean, they already like to do that, but without Henry, he'll probably see an uptick in that uh, category. He will probably have more yards as in total, and he has a very, very favorable schedule. He has the 10th easiest rest-of-season schedule for a quarterback in fantasy football. He gets to face Houston yet this season. He gets Jacksonville. He gets Miami. He has some very favorable matchups, San Francisco. Um, he has good matchups rest-of-season. He's going to be passing the ball more. And we have seen in the past that Ryan Tannehill is a good NFL player and a good fantasy option. And with A.J. Brown back and healthy, Julio Jones probably returning pretty soon. I think Ryan Tannehill will be a great quarterback through the fantasy football playoff seasons. All righty. The next player that is my next playoff savior, we've talked about him... A few times, but Taysom Hill, another quarterback. We're going quarterbacks first. Taysom Hill has the 11th easiest rest of season schedule for a quarterback. This season, he gets to face Atlanta, Tennessee, Jets, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Carolina. I mean, the Super Bowl semifinals, Miami, finals, Carolina. Easy matchups for the quarterback position, Taysom Hill is going to see. He's not named the starter yet. He still has a clear concussion protocol, but I assume that he will become the starter of the Saints with Jameis Winston out for the rest of season. I am not of the belief Taysom Hill is a superstar NFL player who's a great quarterback. I am just of the belief that he will run the ball a lot. When he played in 2020, He was a quarterback one, top 10 quarterback actually, every single week that he started. Against Atlanta, 23 points, Denver 16, Atlanta 20, and Philadelphia 17. He also rushed on average, I believe it was 55 yards and a touchdown. That is a very safe floor. It's very similar to the type of season we've seen from Jalen Hurts. The rushing ability gives him such a safe floor that he can be very terrible as a passer, very terrible in real life even, and it still results in a good fantasy football output. That is what I think we will see from Taysom Hill. He also has one of the best coaches in the NFL who will help him in this offense. When we saw Taysom Hill, they restructured this offense to fit his his characteristics his strengths, and they made the offense actually work. They won several of the games he started because Sean Payton is an incredible head coach. So with that easy schedule and the rushing ability, 
and Sean Payton and the proof of when he started last year, I believe Taysom Hill is one of the biggest playoff saviors and he will be heavily rostered on league-winning teams. Now, the next player, the last quarterback playoff savior, he is a bit more of a wild card. He plays for one of the grossest teams imaginable. It is Tyrod Taylor, who is supposed to return from IR either this week or next week. He has not played since the first half of week two. But when he played week one, he had 22 points. And when he played the first half against Cleveland in week two, he had 16 fantasy points. He was a pretty darn good passer. And once again, he has a safe floor due to his ability and willingness and need in this offense to run the ball. We have seen time and time Tyrod Taylor be a good fantasy football contributor. Back when he started for Buffalo, he would have streaks where he was, I mean, he was he was very reliable. I mean, <laughs> we're going back to 2017, but he had a series of 20 points, 16 points, 24 points. He was a good fantasy option. He is in a terrible organization, terrible team, terrible everything, but he does have the second easiest schedule for the quarterback position rest of season. After Miami in the bye week, he gets Tennessee, the Jets, Indianapolis, Seattle, Jacksonville, Chargers, San Francisco. Second easiest fantasy football schedule for the quarterback position belongs to Tyrod Taylor. If his doctors can resist from injuring him, Tyrod Taylor will be a very valuable fantasy asset. Now, I do like Taysom Hill a bit more because I believe in the Saints organization, Saints team, Saints coaching staff, Alvin Kamara. I believe in that situation more than I believe in the, in, in the Houston Texans situation. But there's also another contributing factor that makes me high on Tyrod Taylor for the playoffs. Garbage time. It's what we've seen from Jalen Hurts. The Houston Texans defense is so terrible that we've actually seen uh, Davis Mills get it done in fantasy because there's so much garbage time. I mean, the Rams pulled their starters pretty much the whole second half last week, and that allowed Davis Mills to end the day with 19 points. The garbage time that Tyrod Taylor will see will allow him to have a high ceiling as well as the high floor. So, Pick up Tyrod Taylor if you can, if you need a quarterback. He's not as much of a high high value as Taysom Hill, but you should still try to roster him. Ah, this water's good. I got a Beretta a few days ago. For those on listening on the podcast, I just drank a swig of water. For those listening on uh, TikTok or watching, you, you guys get the good show because you get to see the amazing sweater game that I'm bringing to the podcast every day, and you get to see me drink my water. Alrighty, before we get to the running backs, I want to tell you all something. If you leave a five-star review on the Profit Podcast on Apple Podcast, you will automatically be entered to win a Terry McLaurin Rookie Notables PSA 9 football card, rookie card. So it's autographed. It's a Terry McLaurin rookie card, PSA 9. It it sells on eBay right now for about 150 bucks. It's a very 
great card. I actually like the card a lot, but uh, I thought I'd give a Terry McLaurin card away because he's been such a staple of the Profit Podcast. I mean, I heart Terry. Back two years ago, that slogan came about. Uh, and he's been a great player in the NFL. So I thought I would incentivize you all to leave a review because so many people, you know, have good feelings about the podcast and they just don't leave a review. I mean, I get it. That extra five minutes of your day to do something, it, it, it it's you just don't do it. I hardly ever leave reviews for podcasts unless there's some sort of incentive. So that is the incentive. Uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, rookie card autograph, PSA 9. I will be giving it away probably next week. So just drop the review and it takes like three day delay. So I'll wait a little while and then choose someone in that comment section or the the review section to give that card to. All righty, on to the running backs. Now this player, we've talked about him. We talked about him preseason. We've talked about him all season. Javante Williams, he is a playoff savior. It's it's tough because Melvin Gordon continues to take touchdowns even when they should go to Williams. I mean, last week I watched the game. Javante Williams runs him down to the five-yard line, shakes up his leg on the play. They take him out for a play, put in Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon gets the touchdown. Stuff like that has been happening all season. But watching Javante Williams play, I have no doubt that he will at some point this season command the bulk of the carries. He is 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 incredibly high. I'm trying to find the exact stats. I apologize that I don't have them. Uh but here here we go. Javante Williams leads all running backs with at least 50 attempts in missed tackles for force per attempt at 36%. He ranks 10th in explosive run rate, 10 yards or more, and 14% and 7th in yards after contact per, per attempt. And he is the second worst Stuff rate at zero yards or less. So 13%. He is running very well. You can see it on tape if you go back and watch the All-22 of the Broncos games. Now, those are tough to, to witness because the Broncos have been playing very poorly. But I I always like to bring in a little metrics and that, that was for all you all who haven't gotten to watch Javante play. He is running well. It's an objective fact. Not subjective. Objective, yes, that's correct usage. And Javante Williams, he has the first easiest, the number one easiest schedule for running backs rest of season. He gets Philly, Chargers, Kansas City, Detroit, Cincinnati, Vegas, Chargers. I mean, in the Super Bowl of fantasy football, he faces the worst rush defense in the league. Now, it's worth noting, I don't like him as much rest of the season. He's not a playoff savior. But Melvin Gordon, people people don't like Melvin Gordon right now because he's kind of ruining this backfield almost, making it so there's no reliable option. He is worth trying to trade for because people are very nervous that Javante Williams will command such a big role. But I'm here to tell you, even with the Javante Williams playoff savior status that I have granted him, this will have a timeshare. This backfield will be a timeshare, and Melvin Gordon will be involved all season. And he won't be as good as Javante Williams, I'm projecting, for the rest of the season. However, in matchups like the Chargers, Detroit, Kansas City, we could see Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both have value. I mean, let's be honest. Against Detroit, Week 14, a crucial win if you want to be in the playoffs, 
we saw Boston Scott and Jordan Howard combine for over 200 yards and four touchdowns. I'm very fine owning either or both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams for that matchup. So don't underestimate Melvin Gordon completely. But in terms of the playoff savior status, I'm granting it to Javante Williams because in terms of statistics and analytics, he's a better runner right now. And when I watch the game with my eyeballs, that is what I trust most. I see something special in Javante Williams. I would expect the workload to see an uptick, not this week or next week, but after the week 11 bye week when they come out and face the Chargers. That's when I first expect the Javante Williams breakout to really start. All righty. We've got another running back. This one, he has burned a lot of people this season. It's the second year running back from the Miami Dolphins, Miles Gaskin. I'm granting him playoff savior status. I'm doing it. Look, since week five, he's been (laughs) kind of good. Very unreliable still, but 31 points, two points. That one was tough. 17-8. Inconsistency has been the name of the game for Miles Gaskin. But since we saw Malcolm Brown get hurt, Miles Gaskin is seeing more volume in this offense. 15 carries, his season high, week seven, and 12 carries is, you know, third highest carry rate of the season last week against Buffalo. We're seeing a, a pretty consistent amount of targets. And I think Miles Gaskin will be a benefit, a uh, benefactor of Parker and, and uh, Fuller getting healthy and making this offense better. That's really been missing from Miles Gaskin game this season. He doesn't have a rushing touchdown. The, the, the Dolphins just aren't getting in those scoring opportunities. So with the offense getting more and more healthy and Malcolm uh, Miles Gaskin getting more involved each week, I think that he could really be a factor in fantasy football playoffs. Now, he's still going to be fairly matchup dependent, but it does help that he has the sixth easiest rest of the season matchup. He gets Houston this week. He should be a good start. I'm probably sitting him against Baltimore, but then we come back week 11 against the Jets then Carolina and the Giants, and then the Jets again. We'll sit him week 16 for New Orleans, and then we can probably play him against Tennessee. So he will not be, unless he keeps, you know, unless he really starts producing, he won't be a start every single week. But in those favorable matchups, I would expect at least 15 points from Miles Gaskin. And that might not sound like a lot, but when you're struggling with injuries at your running back position, a 15-point floor is great and when it comes as cheap as Miles Gaskin I will take it all day there are people who are desperately trying to get rid of Miles Gaskin even though he's had some blow performances because no one has started him for the good performances yet no one has started him when he's helped them so go try to secure Miles Gaskin before he plays Houston all righty Miles Sanders Playoff savior status, congratulations. I I talked about this about two weeks ago now, and I said, buy low on Miles Sanders. He's going to get the ball a lot. He's still a good running back, and they have an easy rest of the season schedule. He came out, got the ball a lot, looked great, and then got injured. Since the injury, we have now seen the Eagles start a new commitment to running the football. Last week, they ran the ball I believe, 42 times against Detroit. They get, when Miles Sanders comes back, 
they will get to face the Giants, the Jets, Washington, the Giants, and Washington. He has one of the juiciest playoff schedules I've seen. Adjusted playoff schedule ranking, second easiest in the entire league. So Miles Sanders will come back and secure his number one role in this offense because he is an objectively better running back than both Boston Scott and Jordan Howard and Kenneth Gainswell. And in these favorable matchups, which are pretty much rest of season, he will be a 16-plus point runner every single week. He was frustrating people before the injury. Then he's out three weeks at least. Miles Sanders is going to be a playoff savior this year. Go grab him before he comes back from the IR and faces the Giants. Go grab Miles Sanders. David Montgomery, welcome back. Your repeat on this list. You were here last season. Uh, you were the buy low on David Montgomery, you know, that hype train that we started. That panned out very well. I was nervous. I probably would have had to delete the podcast and the TikTok on the, and the Instagram if the buy low on David Montgomery thing hadn't come to fruition. But David Montgomery started off the season hot. 18 points, 10, 7, 22 points. You know, very good runner. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt. And he has not played since week five. He is getting ready to come back. They opened the 21-day practice window for David Montgomery. He can be activated at any point. I would expect him to be activated after the week 10 bye. Then he gets Baltimore, not a smash play, but then, listen, listen, Detroit, Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, Giants. It's not a tough matchup rest of the season for David Montgomery. It's actually the sixth easiest. Those teams, you know, they sound good on paper. You know, when you, when you hear the name of the defense, they sound good. But in reality, they're giving up points to the running back position. And David Montgomery is a better running back than Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert, he's good. I get it. We like the, the story. But David Montgomery, I would expect him to see at the very least a 70-30 share with Herbert, I, I, I'm actually projecting 75-15. Wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I got that completely wrong. That didn't add up. Let me see. I wrote it down. I wrote down what I'm expecting this timeshare to be. Uh, I said 75-25. 70-25. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> 75-15. That didn't make any sense. No, I'm expecting a 75-25 timeshare. They're running the ball about 30 times a game. So that's going to be about 22 runs for Montgomery and 8 to 10 for Khalil Herbert, which sounds pretty right. That sounds right. And in these favorable matchups, I think David Montgomery will be a great player. He is a good running back. He is a good runner. He helps this offense as a whole. He's been reliable for this team. I think that David Montgomery is a great buy candidate right now. And if you really don't believe that he will have this, listen, listen. Here are the advanced metrics. Yards a carry, an attempt, 3.17 for David Montgomery, 2.96 for Herbert. Missed tackle percentage, forced missed tackle, 21.7 for David Montgomery, 19.7 for Khalil Herbert. Yards created per touch, David Montgomery is the RB53 and the RB48 for Khalil Herbert, but he missed all the games. So they're comparable, yes. But for people saying that Herbert is a better running back, it's just not the case. It's just not the case. We forgot how good David Montgomery was when he's healthy. So I would go try to grab David Montgomery. 
And now here we go. We are to the wide receivers. And before I finish up this podcast, I've only got two wide receivers, so I'm going to make this brief. I want to tell you all, do not drink and drive. We have seen some horrible news recently out of the NFL world. Horrific tragedy Henry Ruggs was involved in when he was in a car accident well under the influence of alcohol. It's, it's a terrible reality that people drink and drive, but there's something we can do to help fix that problem. I am going to be donating all the money that I make this week on, on the TikTok, on prize pick sponsorships, on the podcast. I'm going to be donating everything to the Safe Ride America charity. Uh, Safe Ride America Inc. It's it's a it's a nonprofit charity organization that focuses on providing designated drivers for either groups and events or or personal people. You can download the app on the App Store, but for them to work and keep the streets and families safe, they need money. So, if you download Prize Picks using the promo code Profit and make your initial deposit player game, all of that, I am going to donate $80 this week for every person who does that to Safe Ride America, Inc. Uh, It's the least we can do. So if you've been on the edge about doing prize picks or whatever, this is a good week to do it because the money is going to a good purpose. So uh, Ride Safe America and Safe Ride America, you know, you can go to their page and donate yourself. If you if you don't want you know me to do it, you can also do that yourself. I would urge you, but that is just I wanted to talk about that uh, situation just briefly. What what I'm going to try to do to help a little bit. Alrighty, let's now get back into the fantasy football talk. Brandon Cooks, congratulations! You have earned playoff savior status. You have been pretty darn good recently. I mean, you started off the season red high, 18 points, 20 points, 20. Then you fell off hard, and you fell off hard. But the past three weeks, you've had two very good performances, 17 points and 20 points. You are the undoubted wide receiver one on your team. Tyrod Taylor is returning. And now you have the 10th easiest rest of season schedule for fantasy football wide receivers. Miami bye week, Tennessee, Jets, Indianapolis, Seattle, Jacksonville, Chargers, San Francisco. There are some smash play matchups in that schedule. And with Tyrod Taylor and the garbage time, I think Brandon Cooks can be a top 15 wide receiver rest of season. No one is respecting him in the fantasy football world, even in the NFL world. So go pick him up, trade for him, whatever you got to do, get Brandon Cooks on your team because he is going to be a very reliable option throughout the playoffs. Here we go, everyone. The final playoff savior. I had to include him because I know he's a big name and he's been doing very well past three weeks, but he still has left some people not happy with his full season production and he's been banged up. A.J. Brown. His value is going to go through the roof. He's coming off a 31-point game. Derrick Henry is now gone. He is locked in to see at least... 10 targets per game. What makes it better, he has the easiest rest of season schedule for the wide receiver position. He gets Houston coming up. He gets Jacksonville coming up. He gets Miami and Houston. He has a very easy fantasy schedule. And I think A.J. Brown will probably, from here on out, be a top three wide receiver 
rest of season. I think that his value right now is much lower than that, his trade value. It's going to depend on who owns him in your league. But he has burned people this season, and I know he's playing very well right now, but I would make an effort to try to acquire A.J. Brown. I mean, if he if he comes out against Rams and puts up a number, another 25-plus point game, he'll be all over for trying to trade for him. No one in their right mind will trade for him. But there are some people who might be trying now to sell him high. You know, he burned them all through the first half of the season. They're going, okay, thank goodness I can actually get rid of him. Go try to acquire him. Debo Samuel for Brown. Brown all the way. All righty, everyone. That wraps up the Playoff Savior podcast. I will be back tomorrow on Friday, actually, Friday evening, to go over the Week 9 matchups. Wow, the season is flying by. This one I didn't talk much about, you know, this week's matchups or anything. This is a podcast for a separate thing. It's the Playoff Savior. So these are players I'm targeting to make my playoff push, playoff run. So thank you all for listening, and I will see you tomorrow when we go over the Week 9 matchups. See you next time.